Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premier show. Smackdown. It's April 29th, 1999. In the chart, No Scrubs by TLC is number one. The Matrix is number one in the box office. The last big game that's just come out is Pokemon Snap, with the next big game going to be Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> and WWF looked at their schedule and decided there was a large midweek WCW Thunder-sized gap that needed filling and decided to try out a little pilot of something called, what's that say, uh, Smackdown. What happened was the show a success? Is it still on the air somewhere? The only way to find out the answers to these questions and more is by strapping in and listening to the greatest tag team in all of wrestling, Tom Campbell and a microphone. Hey, and there's a Matthew Gray. And I am as here well. to hold the microphone. I, I like the fact that people probably would have put this podcast on and gone, oh, thank God, it's a podcast without Tom Campbell on. Yeah. And that's I... it, we swerved. Get used to swerve, ladies and gentlemen, because about 500 on the show alone. <laughs> How are you, Matt? I'm wonderful. I'm very sorry for ruining the concept of the SmackDown <laughs> recap. It is the it is the Cultaholic Classic SmackDown review. It wow, falls that rolls neatly, off the tongue. Neatly in line with the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. That's right. You can almost fit that into a tweet. <laughs> so I assume this is going to be a watch along, like the other thing I've done with Tom. It's not supposed to be. However, this one will because I didn't. Get the memo and only watch half the show. In we have decided that, uh, very similar to the show uh, that I do with Justin Henry, the head penicultaholic, doesn't need a pencil, gets it right every time, uh, where we go back and chronologically critique, thank you, OSW, the uh, episodes of Monday Night Raw from the very beginning. We're going to do the same with SmackDown, since it's uh, a big year for SmackDown, and uh, it gives us a chance to finally do a project together that isn't commentating on wrestling. That's well, right. And, and it, in, at the same time, it is commentating it on is. wrestling. Well, we know what we're good at. <laughs> we know we play to our strengths here exactly. at Cultaholic, don't we? We have so, to play to our strengths. Let's warm up the Cultaholic time machine and prepare to be amazed because here's a spoiler: everybody in the show is in one of two categories: <laughs> still on TV in 2019 or dead. Oh my god! So it if, is you that bad, sink, if you want to sink this up, it's like watch your dad's army. Oh. We're gonna sink this up. We're... One, two, three, activate. Once Except we... we haven't because someone's already been watching this Don't episode worry. of SmackDown. Don't Let worry. me try that again, ladies and gentlemen. Just give us a little, give us, okay, <laughs> right. We are going back in our Gastrol GTX Power DeLorean <laughs> in three, two, oh, one. Yeah, that kind of worked. That's fine because people can hear the noise in the background so they get a rough idea of where we are. So we're going to watch along the April 29th, 1999 edition That's right. of SmackDown. This is the pilot SmackDown. Yes, it, there would be a big delay and there'd be another one in August that year, but this is the pilot one. Apparently, the original plan for the pilot was to have an all-woman show. 
Was it really? Yeah, I could see why that wasn't going to be a thing in '99 <laughs> because what else was it going to be? One of the one of the one of the concepts of of this show is is the Godfather trying to acquire somebody to be his prostitute. Like, right. how could you turn it all? What would you do? Like. Home number three versus home number four. Right. Like, what would you have as an old woman show in 99? There's not enough woman's footage on this show to fit on a grain of rice, <laughs> but they wanted an entire show of it. And we have the recap here to set the scene. This is the week after WWF Backlash, the final show with the In Your House moniker. It was a much better show than WrestleMania a few weeks earlier, but that's like saying Rey Mysterio is not tall. He's bigger than Hornswoggle. <laughs> Do so, you remember when this was on? Because I'm trying to flog my memory when the first time was that I actually watched it because right. Sky Sports didn't pick up this random network special. The pilot, I don't know what uh, when that aired in the UK, to be honest with you, because SmackDown is an important show for me because, as you said, I didn't get Sky Sports and I have the full Sky package for those not watching in from, from the UK, whatever. To watch Raw... Over here, for many years, it's on Sky Sports, which is the Sky TV package, which you need a full thing. You can't just get a little bit of Sky. No, you got to get that. You got to get full fat Sky on no fat, fat Sky, no Sky right. at all. Not since not since the uh, laws came in. No, but we had what do we have? The Telewest box. Oh my days! You had a Telewest box. Yeah, so we got Cardio Network, Sky One, uh, and Nickelodeon. So when that went off the air, we got TNT. So we got WCW as well. So we got SmackDown AM, I think is the official name for it as I found out, which is the censored version of SmackDown. So obviously recapped Raw, like we're getting right now with uh, Steve Austin saving Stephanie McMahon from getting married on a radio edit symbol. <laughs> so was the, the SmackDown AM edit, that was the one where every time they had a chair shot, they cut to a bored looking bit of the crowd, yes, didn't that's they? Right. Oh, that was and amazing. Sometimes tables, but not all of them. It depends on how cool the bump was. And... This is the, the very famous Jim Johnston penned SmackDown theme, which surprised many people when they found out there's actually lyrics here. It was very nice of the Pretty Patrol from the Power Rangers to lend their vocal <laughs> abilities to this song. What's your favorite bit, Tom? My, My favorite bit. is... Are the lyrics something like, get your hands on the ground or something? Is it like... <laughs> Don't move. Get, your... <laughs> get, get down. You have the right to remain silent. It was something like, get your foot on the ground, get your hands on the ground, get your hands on the ground, or something. Put put your hands at... Hip of the air, wave them like you just don't care. 10 to 9. Smackdown. Make I'm sure the hand brakes on. <laughs> Make sure the hand brakes on. Put it in on. gear. Everybody on the ground was what it was called. So I'm going to look up the lyrics for everybody on the ground. Well, everybody's we're be on the ground, technically, of... thanks to gravity. <laughs> Bloody idiot. Anyway, we're talking over the commentary team of Michael Cole and Jim Cornette. Oh, man, Jim Cornette must be regretting his life. You know, the, yeah. a man who is so stoically against anything daft in wrestling at the height of the Attitude Era broadcasting on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, well, he, he loves talking about this period. If you ever see Jim Cornette in real life, go, hey, what was it like working with Vindros? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get asked that enough, apparently. He's had an interview. He's like, he's like, Paul McCartney gets annoyed when people don't ask him about uh, the Beatles. They always ask him about Wings. Can I blow your mind about um, the SmackDown Oh, please theme? tell us the lyrics. Okay. We're not in single um, on the show. Jim Johnson was asked about the lyrics to the SmackDown theme. All right. Um, and also, but before this, he was asked, are there any entrance themes that you feature your actual voice on? 
Jimmo Johnson answers, I did sing, in speech marks, one of the early Smackdown themes. I was hearing some early metal stuff and was always shocked how bad the vocals were and the lyrics were absolutely unintelligible. The theme I'd written was in this, in this style. I couldn't find a singer, so I did it myself. There are no lyrics. I just sang gibberish. I had fans contact me for a lyric sheet, which, of course, I could not provide. So the ones that everyone knows, Apparently, that's Jim Johnson. I do not know that. That's amazing. I've learned something. Oh, my gosh. How oh, dare he insult Mudvayne <laughs> like that? Anyway, we're talking over the bits here, but... That's well, fine, but do you know... Long we, we're supposed to be. Do you know what I learned watching this? Like, how girl next door Stephanie McMahon used to look. It is terrifying to remember that she was once a girl. <laughs> she were, and, like, had very little to say. Was just quite a shy and retiring character. Yes. In the same red shirt and black stumpy shoes. Yeah. Like they looked a bit orthopedic her shoes I always thought. She should throw them at Undertaker. <laughs> so yeah, too. Oh god, I mean the thing about this this is almost like reading the Metal Gear Solid Wikipedia and reading about what's happening with the storylines right now cuz god they're thick. <laughs> they're laying <laughs> on thick. So these Stephanie are McMahon... these, these storylines are dummy thick and the clap from them are distracting the guards. <laughs> god, that was beautiful. <laughs> So, seventy man got kidnapped because there's this big, uh, what's one of it? Separation in the corporation, which used to be run by Vincent Mann, which makes sense because it's literally. Are you rapping his deliberately here? Separation from the corporation that used to be run by Vince McMahon. <laughs> Michael Cole gave me the script, and then comes Shane, and he went insane. <laughs> and plus, we're trying to thought. Call Judge Rinder. Now let's call no. Rinder. Oh, God. I'm Kenny Omega. I'm here to Oh, yeah, then it really happened, did it? And for some reason, this led to Shane McMahon taking over the corporation because he felt that Vince was too distracted by the Undertaker's goings on. Those goings on being Stephen McMahon getting kidnapped. Yeah, that's more matter of, of Steph yeah. being kidnapped. Bless you. That's me sneezing, which has nothing to do with the year of 1999, but I'm pretty sure I sneezed one time that year. Vincent Mann was a terrible good guy at this point, but as as history would tell us, that was the point. This is Shades of Grey. No, not that one, Tom. (laughs) Because Vincent Mann is a bad guy. However, Undertaker was doing a bad to him. So they're still both bad, but it was a good that she got saved. Did we Sorry, all... I don't want to distract from Stephanie McMahon on the mic. I mean, I really, I was, I was, I was quite in love with her at this point. I don't oh, mind yeah. telling you, I really, like, I really carried a torch, Stephanie McMahon. I think it was just that, like I said, that that girl next door type look about her. I yeah. was like, I like her. Yeah, the girl next door in the mansion. <laughs> yeah, the, the girl next door in the big old house with the with the yeah. mental McMahon family. Oh, this is a hilarious '99 moment. Here's Stephanie Man describing what happened to her, the horror of being uh, dr- drugged and <laughs> dragged onto a uh, symbol and all this. And the crowd's going, yeah, listen you got to, felt listen, up. Listen yeah. to the pop for this, the pop for this. <laughs> yeah. Absolute monster. Get him, Undertaker. I hate wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. You got molested. What well, one of the worst times for wrestling crowd history was when it was a week after Triple H drugged and married Steph in the drive-through, 
and she came out and talked like, like, I can't believe this happened. And the crowd chanted slut at oh, her. Because the implication that. was Triple H took her back and gave her a bit of a, how's your father? Which is, <laughs> oh, implied, implied, implied. So Shane's Corporation, this point, and you will need to be following at home with the spreadsheet because we'll be close <laughs> at the end, is Bossman, Triple H, China, and the Mean Street Posse because he got rid of Patterson and Briscoe because they weren't... It wasn't tough enough. He kicked out the deadwood of uh, former, well, well, future hardcore champions. Right. So they're about to end a feud. Oh, they're still in the feud with the Ministry of Darkness. Mr. McMahon was kicked out. Don't give uh, too much away before no, no, we this, get this, to this, it. This is the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> the credits are still rolling on the screen so, at this so point. So basically what you need to go, you need to know the corporation and the Ministry of Darkness have just been dominating the landscape for a long time. Yes, that's right. We're now seeing a, a stripped back, leaner, Slightly mean and corporation now making its <laughs> way at, to the look ring. Look at Look at Look at Mr. Bossy in the background. Yeah, don't what mess with us. What a rogues gallery. Even Triple H is wearing a job at WWF t-shirt. That's My not a God. good sign, is it? It's wearing a WWF shirt or wearing baby blue to the ring. There's an even better WWF shirt. Um, a, a bit of club later on a better bit of WWF clobber that comes out on one of the wrestlers which which I have a whole story behind oh, can't uh, wait for which it, is Tom. exciting but uh, Triple H wearing the attitude here <laughs> shirt with the sleeves cut off couldn't look like any more of a mid-card boy <laughs> right. I mean they were still experimenting with what the right gear was for Triple H Thing is, right, you've got the Mean Street Posse in the new, tougher corporation, but not even the tough member of the Mean Street Posse is in there. No Joey Abs. It's just, it's just it's Pete and Rodney Gas. He's M watching the back. He's making sure <laughs> they're not going to get flanked. Me and my brothers decided that Pete and Rodney are married. When we were younger, we watched this. It was like they were married and their surname was Gas. So it's Pete and Rodney Gas. Speaking of Gas, Triple H is looking good here. <laughs> so, to interrupt... Vincent Mann, sometimes on TV, more to do with XFL nowadays. China, not on TV. <laughs> Triple H, on TV nearly every week. Running TV. Stephanie McMahon, also on TV nearly every week in 2019. Bossman, not on TV. <laughs> Pete Gas. Living at home comfortably in the, in the Gas family. I wish he said. was on TV. He went around following everybody two years ago on Twitter uh, because he was publicizing his book. And then he went and unfollowed everybody else. <laughs> I thought we were friends, Joey. Can you remember uh, Pete Gass's finisher? Fun bit of trivia for you. That is, I used to know that. If uh, you can, okay, you get two points. On. One, if you can name the, what, the, what the move's called, and two, if you can tell me what the move actually was. Oh, the name of it, that's right, is Gas Mask. The Gas Mask. What move was it? Was it a pump handle? <laughs> no. Nah. It was the boat. It was it was the, the 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 biggest lot of nonsense you've ever seen. So what he would do, he would put his hands over the face of his opponent. Like he's smothering them and then do like a sky high power, sit wow. out power bomb thing with it. That's definitely a move where they came up with the name first <laughs> yeah. and then how to execute it second. That's how most radio features are born. You start with a pun title and work backwards. Life is partridge. <laughs> so this is now Evil Shane. Oh, oh. thank God Trips is trying think like thank God his future son in law <laughs> is there. That's weird. Watching this now, you want to go back and yeah. tell you tell your lad, that guy in the attitude t shirt, he's gonna run everything. That's it. One boy's like, Who's your daddy? And it's like, well, you in a year's time. <laughs> I 
think about how the world's changed, right? Imagine like when Triple H won his first WWF championship. Imagine him posing. I know, no, but when he does, imagine like there's a photo backstage of him posing with Vince McMahon with his arm (laughs) around him, pointing (laughs) at him. And Triple H was just doing the wanker sign then, did I just see? He's still more DX than Triple H at this point, so it's yeah. just like, ha, 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 puss, puss, puss. What we're seeing uh, throughout this show and, and throughout the next couple of months, actually, on SmackDown is, like, a lot of big characters in embryotic stages, which yes. is really, really lovely to see. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing to realise when you start watching this now is how, how story-heavy every match is. Yeah. The first match we're going to come to is, it, if, if we explained oh. everything in the detail it's given on the screen. The match will be over. But how we got to the end. Basically, we're watching this. I've just after we watched this, I've just done NXT UK graded for this week, and there was more storyline in the three and a half ma- three and a yeah. half minute match on this episode of SmackDown than the entire episode of NXT UK just gone. Yeah, it's the tipping scale is this. This is Prime Russo. This is what happens if Vince Russo sends you ten emails and you reply yes to all of them. <laughs> we use every one of his ideas, good yes and to bad, all. because there's a lot going on. It's never dull, but there really is. You go, what is happening? And Michael my, my goes, well, as you remember. <laughs> it just, uh, the commentators just have to work twice as hard. <laughs> to yeah. go, well, this happened because this happened and this happened because this happened. Isn't it funny how Shane McMahon is dominating SmackDown 20 years before he oh, dominated SmackDown? <laughs> Do you think, okay, question for you. Is Shane McMahon more annoying here or more annoying now? He's... Less annoying here because he has all these background characters. He, just, he has all these Muppets behind him to make him look exciting. And I like how people are trying to figure out the ways of what to do when you're in the background shot. Because, like, the Ministry Posse are just like, yeah, yeah. Big Boss Man's just like, I, used to, I was here 20 years ago. A <laughs> Triple H is like, look at my arms. My chest doesn't really... I, didn't, I missed chest this week, so I'm wearing this, this swank <laughs> WF attitude Do you think that's why he's wearing it? I miss chest week. But with the design of his tights, it looks like he's wearing a weird onesie that doesn't have a top. It looks like a little elf is hiding underneath his top. You can just see the bottoms of his shoes. There you go. There. (laughs) Let's pretend that's a mustache. Or a set of balls. No, Tom. (laughs) So we've got Stone Stone Cold and The Rock in a main event tonight against... Oh, against... That's how Triple H gets himself booked. Just points at himself. He's pointing at himself. Who's going over? That's right. That pose never got over. Two fingers in the air and a woo. So I'm not sure if at the point where The Rock's been kicked out of the corporation or it's we're literally a blink away from it, but Shane McMahon was partly the reason for The Rock not beating Stone Cold. Yeah, The Rock's gone. Oh, I mean, a bleeding power cut. The Tom. Rock has gone from the corporation at this put, point. Put a 10 in a leggy. Oh. Oh, no. Bray Wyatt. It's no. The Undertaker with this WF The Volume 3 theme. Oh, this is where someone's messed with the pitch correction on it. I never liked this version of the music. Well, the Volume 4 version with the sleigh bells. <laughs> Midian. <laughs> I remember when I first watched um, WWF after a long break away. Because yeah. like, we're watching on the Raw podcast, we're watching all the episodes of Raw that I missed during my absence. But I sort of picked up the uh, picked up the ante. Or picked up, picked up where I left off watching... Uh, in 1999 and I remember seeing Midian walk to the ring and I thought Undertaker looks different and then I realised how wrong I was I was watching a low quality stream of New Japan about 2014 and it's like 
My God, Luke Gallows was looking stunning. <laughs> and it was Carl Anderson. <laughs> it was Ron H2O Waterman. Yeah. Oh, what bloody <laughs> hell, you know that? <laughs> wow. You're a snake in the grass, aren't you? Pull the reference like that. Pull that out of the thin air. <laughs> I'm a bit of, I'm And a... his finisher was the gas mask. <laughs> We were we were peak like evil Undertaker at this point, like full on like eye rolling, uh, lines type Undertaker, yeah. like talking in tongues and I did I and I quite liked it, but I just the, the music annoyed me because the, the pitch was off. Shane's jacket's too big. It's like a Ross yeah. from Friends jacket. This is the year that he won the PWI Rookie of the Year Award, Chip Man. <laughs> and he declined it because it says it was for the boys. Oh! Like, what happened to that Shane McMahon? Can we have him back? Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Look, the highlight of this show is watch. Every time they cut to a shot like this, you can see Jim Cornette resisting the urge to punch Michael Cole. <laughs> he wants to punch him in his goatee as badly as he wants a bacon double cheeseburger. <laughs> Because Michael Cole at this point, he was the replacement for Todd Pedengill in 97. So he was just the on-screen guy for like interviews and segments and got picked on. Yeah, He was absolutely not ready to be on commentary at this point and basically would have to learn as he was doing it with Lawler during the proper SmackDown run. He was greener than March 17. Bless him. <laughs> you know, boss man is one word. That, that annoys the OCD in me. I haven't got the graphics quite sorted out yet. Uh, yeah, I'm never sure whether it was boss man or boss space man. Boss, Shamrock should be Sham Space, space Rock. Man. <laughs> Why isn't Shamrock Sham Space Rock? Tell me, Ma, when I come home, oh, the no. boys won't leave the girls alone. And there's Jeff Jarrett with his Don't Pee Me Off shirt, which <laughs> became a bit of a. It became many of the things that the WF was dealing with uh, during this time and would go all the way in 2001 of, hang on, is, are there like toys and stuff for kids for people to be buying and purchasing while there's a guy walking around with an expletive? Oh, so it yeah. got changed to a P, star, star, star. Sure. Ah. As uh, people of the opinion that that was the type of thing you could be wearing. And the, the, the T-shirt, does, uh, sorry, the, for kids, is censored as well. Yes, I believe it Which, is. Yeah, I think I, I, There was a couple of random, I seem to remember a couple of random censors on some action figures from the WWF back in the day. Like, Undertaker had a Dead Man Inc. shirt that said Destruction Inc. Because they didn't right, want to put one. Dead Man on the figure. And Al Snow famously got... Uh, happened? Did they pick it? Did they just complain? I forget well, I was, believe but... there was a protest and there was protest, a kickoff yeah. and the figure got pulled from shops because it, it was actually pulled and you had to explain. It... No, it's a mannequin head. It's not a woman's head. It's hard when I you have to explain to wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> it's... Speaking of dead women's heads, here's Nicole's bass. <laughs> oh, that's a bit God, me. I'm sorry, but... She's still alive. So even in this match, this European title level match... <laughs> Valvinus versus Jeff Jarrett. We have, we have we've got like storyline that is knee deep. Hi, ladies. Hello. They look happy. I love how Venus got the gimmick because he went to the office and they were like, "Wow, you look like a porn star. We're going to make you a porn star gimmick." I've watched a lot of porn in my time, Tom. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> my friends have watched a lot of porn. Not one person I know has ever watched a porn where a guy like Valvinus has come up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I if I am watching pornography, I'm not looking at the guys. I couldn't tell you what most of them look like. <laughs> well, sorry, Tom. I mean, we know you're a bit weird. <laughs> it could be Valvinus. 
Deborah, who looks like like somebody's mom cosplaying as Phoebe from Friends. Wow. A wow, little good bit. Show. I only realized it today when I when I was watching this back after we'd watched a couple of episodes of Friends last night. I was like, yeah, yeah. she looks like, like an older Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, that was just on old. an older Phoebe buffet. See, it's this period of wrestling that ruined my perception of women for me as a kid. I was very disappointed when I grew up to become a man to find out that not all women have visible surgery scars and boobs like airbags. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. But the, the, the suit look is one I still like. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So this match was supposed to be Val Venus versus Owen Hart. But then... But no one knows where he is. <laughs> so he can't have a... Now, the ref here just goes, oh, it's not... Okay, that's fine. Oh, well, that was a scheduled match, in fairness. So now we get Owen Hart. It was... A... What a... I'm glad that we're starting off strong here, Tom Campbell, with a nice happy thing like, oh, the blue blazer. This will, be, this will keep people interested in this show. Oh, I know. There's a few moments in this episode alone, Matt, where I go like, oh, man. Yeah. This is, this is awkward. Right. So for people who weren't watching this time, what was the Blue Blade? Vince Russo loved, basically, I think the term is fan wanking. So we'd always have this, like, aha, remember this obscure reference to something something back in the day? And most people are like, no, I'm 14. I've just started <laughs> watching wrestling. It's a completely different audience that was watching it in the 80s. But now we know, because all got Google. Owen Hart made his debut in WF as the Blue Blazer. You've obviously had a match with you know, Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 5, I believe. 
but then out of nowhere, Owen starts pretending, I'm the Blue Blazer, I'm here to... And I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like a parody of Brett's character in 97, where he's like, oh, there's too much sex and It was meant just to be now. a parody of of, sort of the, the wholesome baby face of the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I think it, it's a proto-Kurt Angle, which we'll get uh, later on in the yeah. year in 2000. But I don't think it really worked. As well as they thought it would, because it's. But I feel like I mean I mean it would be it would be as we will discuss it will be tragically cut short. But I feel like had it got time, it could have been a thing. Yeah. I really do believe that, like the way they were yeah. pitching him and the way and who they were pitching him against, it, it was a logical conclusion. Yeah, but, and there's not a lot of logic in '99, so you take what you can get. Yeah, exactly. Fact that he's wrestling with the, the frigging cape still on. Well, if anyone's playing... Oh, Val. Like, oh, let me just hold this while I'm doing suplexing. Yeah. Well, if we're doing 2K19 <laughs> logic any minute now, he's going to pose, they're going to cut a crowd shot, and then he's not going to be wearing his cape. As you said that, the cape... There you blew. go. My Told God, you. Tom. Told you. And the crowd doesn't care about this. There's two things they care about in this match, and neither of them are Venus or Blazer. <laughs> they want to watch Deborah take a top off. What a time uh, to be a wrestling fan. It's just the, the ceremonial sexy dance, as seen in Discovery Channel. And here we go. Here's night nine puns for you. That's a fisherman suplex. So when Val Venus does it, it's the seaman suplex. Ah, I didn't know that. down below. And that's all she wrote. She being, of course, Nicole Bass. <laughs> Where's Nicole Bass? She's not involved in this, is she? Surely not. Well, Nicole Bass would be famous for appearing at the Howard Stern Oh, show. wait, there she is. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, bum. Bass, bass, bass. Bum, bum. Nicole Bass, her surname was probably Rutten. <laughs> yeah, she was on our third show as just this huge female bodybuilder and didn't mind going to WF and she was in on the joke. Yeah. And Joey Styles, well, she was in ECW very briefly as part of just Incredibles Entourage. So Joey Styles had one of the best calls in his career and he went, Nicole Bass is the ugliest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> See, I'd say she's the prettiest man I've ever seen in my life. Which I think it's even, even more derogatory. Digs everybody down. Valvina's going, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> kiss her. I don't want to kiss her. It's like Friday the 13th. No, Jason, no, goodbye. <laughs> there, was a, um, there was a moment at a, at a uh, show on WrestleMania weekend last year and it was a tag team match. And I don't know the other participants, but I know Val Venus was on the one team and Session Moth Martina was on the other. Oh, yes. Where, and yeah, and yeah, Session yeah. Moth uh, sneaks a look in, in Val Venus's trunks, looks delighted, and runs off backstage with him. And we don't see them for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we can exclusively reveal here, as broken by former Minya, they got high together. Oh, did they really? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's legal when Val Venus does it. Oh, that's fine then. Anyway, Godfather's out now. Okay. Rolling a fatty for the big pimp daddy. If you missed it, so the story here is that Jeff Jarrett <laughs> lost to the Godfather, and as as per the stipulation, yep. Deborah now has to become a prostitute for the Godfather. Yes. Women attitude are, era. Women are women are accessories that come with the action figures. Hippity hoppity, women are property. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't believe that, by the way. I'm just I'm no, no, no. Just... Yeah, this is this is 99. We should do this. Next week is like we are 1990. Hey guys, are you ready to go extreme hey with guys. an X rather than E? Just gonna feed my Tamagotchi, then I'll be with you. <laughs> hey, hang on, Tom, my phone's going off. <laughs> oh, wait, that's your phone. There's only three ringtones. Could be anybody's. 
So that was the opening match, and there were three storylines going on. That was a, that was a that's a lot to a lot you know to to quote the the theme tune to the Lion King. There's far too much to take in here. <laughs> it was never dull. There's lots of stuff happening. Not a lot of wrestling. Oh, and it's the not quite a baby face, but no longer a boy. <laughs> just walking backstage, just chuntering to himself. If you walk past him in the middle of Tesco, you keep walking. This is just this weirdo just chatting to himself going, yeah, I'm going to beat somebody up later. <laughs> I'm going to get off my chair because my chair's really squeaky. No problem. You can look at 99 <laughs> The Rock and see why he was scheduled to play Johnny Bravo in a live action film. Oh, completely. Completely. Those sideburns should have been DLC in SmackDown <laughs> See, I like I like Blue Bazer. Kevin Kelly killing the killing the dream, making it Owen. But again, like Russo, there wasn't one idea here. It wasn't Owen versus Attitude Era. It was Owen pretending to not be Owen, which would be later on that have like mystery Blue Blazers coming out, and like that's not Owen. Look, Owen Hart's the left, and there's another guy as a Blue Blazer. Ah, oh, that settles it. It can't be Owen Hart. Didn't they have Coco Beware run out as the Blue Blazer? I was about Blazer. to say. I'm not sure if he made TV, but the plan was to have him uh, maybe the week after. Over the edge to come back as the obviously the black blazer, and yeah, and obviously again Russo with his. I I remember that tape from '91 or whatever because Owen and Coco were high energy. That's correct. It was a nice yeah. throwback to a, to a happier time. Yeah, Coco Beware was high and was also the energy <laughs> in that team as well. That man loved cocaine, ladies and gentlemen. That's why they called him Coco. Coco, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine Beware. <laughs> And here's the big show in the middle of this beyond bizarre 1999 debut year for WWF, where he made his big debut at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Everyone predicting, wow, they're going to build him up. He'll probably main event against Austin at WrestleMania 2000. And what happened, Tom? He lost clean as a whistle to Steve Austin on the Raw before WrestleMania. And everyone went, what the hell? They jumped so many sharks from the moment he came he came through the ring at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Wasn't even funny. And right now, as, as he was 20 years ago, let's see if he's a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> well, he started off a wrong one because he was with Vince and the corporation. Aye. Then, oh, I've just spotted there's a guy in the crowd with the Can I Be Your Water Boy sign. And the Captain Insano sign to the right of it as well. I enjoyed the good Captain Insano reference. That was nice. But then he turned on Vince because Vince wasn't happy with him losing the who gets to ref the main event match. Yeah. So I'm still I'm just he's still a he's still a baddie, but he's not a Vince McMahon baddie. Speaking of not a Vince McMahon baddie, Test has been kicked out of the corporation, possibly because he was Test. By the way, uh, spoilers for what's happening <laughs> in real life here. Um, right, we're filming downstairs, and I need because I'm now stood up. I need something to bring my microphone up a couple of uh, couple of inches higher. So I've I've found a GameCube to rest it on. Hi <laughs> to the guys at Triple Jump. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> and we have Test and the Big Boss Man feud, which. I forgot how handy it was that the GameCube had a little handle on the back to carry it places. Oh, no, that was great, yeah. What a great little... Anyway, that's nothing to do with 1999. <laughs> it was... Now, Big Show in possibly the best shape. It would, it would be another 20 years before he'd be in better shape. And here we go. I was going to say, wait, wait. Nothing says 1999. Like, the bell rings and instantly someone interferes. Immediate run-in. But yeah, Big Show was in... Uh, well, I guess athletic. Why? Oh my god! <laughs> That's how good he was. Yeah, athletically Jeepers. he was. 
on a level. Health-wise, he wasn't because he was still smoking and eating burgers, which is why they sent him out to OVW so he could lose weight. And it's, again, it's weird to see Test, oh, who's also been booked as a big slam, guy, man. getting squashed with the showstopper. And I forgot they did that. God, yeah, the one-handed choke slam, which made it completely different to Kane and Undertaker's choke slam. And he could do it because he's, look at him. The Undertaker, the, the Big Show's finishes have oh. just gradually decreased over time where it's gone yeah. like, long choke slam, okay? Sh- sh- slightly less long yeah. short choke slam. <laughs> short choke slam. Punch? Yeah. <laughs> there was the pay-per-view choke slam, SmackDown choke slam, <laughs> and the Sunday Night Heat choke slam. <laughs> so... What's also interesting is it's around this time that uh, who was it? 2HTHQ were doing research on WF because they had the rights and made WrestleMania 2000 with the N64. Mm-hmm. So nearly all the outfits and costumes right now are accurate to the video game. They certainly are. Although um, we are... How, when did the game actually come out? Uh, Christmas it? 99. That was it. It was in the build-up to WrestleMania 2000, but we had like the WrestleMania 2000 venue... Did we have the venue? The, the, that wasn't on the game. That wasn't until No Mercy. Like. That's exactly. Right, with you, with you, with you. Yeah. Boss Man and Big Show, not feuding yet, but they would later on in the year, and oh, God, am I hyped for that, Tom. More on that later. I loved WrestleMania 2000. I was on holiday in Ilfracombe with my family. Lovely. And we had a <laughs> an N64 magazine, which had like an eight-page special on oh. WrestleMania 2000. I read that thing about 400 times yeah. that holiday. Uh, the the guy that was plowing my mum at the time got for Christmas um, to basically get along well with us. And didn't last long, but got Respect 2000 out of it. So we're like, ah, oh, cheers, pal. There you go. That game lasted longer than him. Was that was that his way of currying favour with you? That was exactly what he was doing. Oh, brilliant. I'm just going to go and plow your mum. And it's 999 <laughs> because... THQ's finest game. It's 999 because the, 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 the background characters in Starship Troopers and the, behind the commentators, <laughs> the shirts off going, yeah. And there is The Rock getting cheered. The crowd don't even hide it anymore. No, no, he's a good guy at this point. He's left the corporation at this point. He's officially official. He's officially. He's he officially left on the Raw either the week before. Wow. He rock bottom Shane McMahon and everything. Yeah. He went. He got beforehand, out. He was just dealing with it how he would do in 2003. People still sing along with him. He's like, ah, uh, no. But you can tell, like, <laughs> as, as you'll see from this promo, we are in the, the embryotic stages of The Rock. Yeah. So it's like he's still not quite comfortable with completely letting go and he really doesn't like he doesn't really do a lot of obviously he does a bit of hot doggy grandstandy stuff but he certainly doesn't pander at this point he would have a little bit of pander he would he would pander a bit more as time would go on but he's still very much stoic the rock which was the right yeah. thing to do because that's why people loved it we're in that period where he's not quite the rock of 2000 but he's definitely had boob surgery fixed the yeah. street fight outfit has gone <laughs> he had his breasts done because he had a lot of breast tissue, didn't he? He did. I don't know what could have caused that. <laughs> He's looking very muscly. The sideburns were taken, <laughs> taking the, the blood and milk from his. <laughs> he can now lactate through his sideburns. His voice is deeper as well. I forgot about that. But again, he's still... I don't know how much of that he's putting on. I think quite a bit of it, he's still like, lowering the tone, putting it on. <laughs> See, this is it. This is what I mean by yeah. embryotic. Like, he still doesn't know whether he should acknowledge it, whether he should, yeah. uh, like, continue with it. <laughs> he's unironically yeah. the people's champion now. 
This was such a cool time to be a wrestling fan. It is great, though, because it's just like, oh, don't do that. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> it's good fisherman, that rock. We're a bit smarter now as fans. A lot of times you'll go, don't do that. And they'll go, all right, we won't. <laughs> Darn it. You're so stupid. I'm going to tweet about how stupid you are. And then sing along with it. <laughs> Even we're now, we've shot up to listen to a rock promo. Like, we've talked all through this. And even we've I'm very gone, sorry, 20 like, years on, we've gone, I just, like, you're drawn in. Like, there is this, this magnetism that comes off him. That yeah. this, is, this is why it's both great and it's terrible when he comes back. It's great because it's the rock. It's great to see him. And he just, it just it's like watching, it's, it's, just, it's just like watching a man breathe. Like, he makes it that easy. But then at the same time, it shows you, like, the, the chasm between yeah, right. The Rock and the top guide today. Oh my God, that little hat. That's in WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> you can buy Sorry. it, can't you? Is it not in, is it not it's in the, the... Yeah, yeah. It's not in the shop. Forgotten merchandise. The, 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 what is it? A redneck hat? A snakeskin hat? $500 shirt? I know that was in the. I know that was in the SmackDown mall. Yeah, and it wasn't five hundred dollars. <laughs> Stupid game. <laughs> Cost inflation now. Oh, these two are just like planets in a universe. Oh, you know you're watching Russo when it's tag team partners who can't get along. <laughs> he must be loving WWE Raw at the moment. I think because people go, look, lots and lots of stupid things happened in this era, but stuff was happening. Yes. You felt like you were part of something. Yeah, yeah the male soap opera was a term yeah. used. And I think that really fits because, yeah, there's a lot of storyline going on in, in soap operas. I just like the way I'm Austin... someone to believe. I only watch Emmerdale. <laughs> it's the way Austin always paces. I always... Stretch his leg. Appreciate that. <laughs> stretch, his, stretch his good wheel. For a while, I think like you had to draw a picture of Steve Austin with the knee brace. It was so synonymous with yeah. him. Well, Tegan Knox has got two. She's oh, showing yeah. off. Barnet Welshwoman. She's twice the man Steve Austin is. The Cymru Cyborg. Working on some names in case she ever comes to North. <laughs> <laughs> when when was it 2001 he came back and Jim Ross was like, the Bionic Redneck. And I was like, oh. I don't mind the Bionic Redneck too much. <laughs> Should have overdubbed like Cyborg <laughs> noises. Second time in, let's just check the oh. time. 36 minutes this show's yeah. been on. This is the second time Shane McMahon's come out. And you hate him nowadays. That suit's <laughs> too big. Scowl. Isn't this sweet? All these things that I have complete. WWF.com, download this. <laughs> Good God, I forgot that was wrong for years. We're going to make the idea of looking on an internet website hardcore. Yeah, it was like trying to figure out how to like use lingo. Got so excited when we got AOL in our house. Yeah. And I could go on WWF.com. Oh, The Fiend. What if we're watching this and it is The Fiend? And they've adjusted the network yeah. <laughs> to allow for time travel. The re-edited version of SmackDown. <laughs> now with 200% more Shane McMahon. Now, as a fan, right? Not as a not as a journalist, as a critique, as a as a, as a, as a, as a post-ironic entity, right? As a wrestling fan at this point, how mind-blowing was this when this happened? 
Because I remember being sat with my brothers and this bit just made our heads explode. When is we this the segment? The, the corporate... This is where, Go this on. is where, like, the, the, as, uh, the, the deal from hell is born, oh, as Jim Cornette the calls the it. I'm so glad I only watched half of that. My God. This was just mind-blowing. Back up, Muggle! Ninety nine, uh, nineteen ninety nine wrestling loves stables more than Crofts. <laughs> so what's one bet? What's better than a stable, Tom? A mega stable, a hyper stable. No, it's a super stable if it's the Nintendo. It's a mega stable if it's the Mega Drive. The corporate ministry. Oh my god! Oh my god! Blew our minds. And we talked over it, but Shane like, and we're going to have a mashup theme that's going to inspire a generation of mashup guys that still exists to this day. And it's going to be sweet. The deal from hell. The Jim Cornette comes up with a good term for it during the commentary. It's like the, the brokered deal from hell or something the like that. Deal, yeah, yeah. Like the, the corporate deal from hell or something. Yeah. I loved it. Kevin Kelly. It should be like, her, me himself, <laughs> or herself. It should be. The, it should be Kevin Kelly, and and I and I wish they would have done this. It should have been Kevin Kelly going, right? You got a tag match, but how do you feel about what's just happened? Like the corporation, yeah, the they would have gone, oh bloody hell! Sorry. Oh, you know, you know your brother. Yeah, <laughs> no. you know the thing your brother's just done. Yeah, too busy fighting, my friend. Come on, a bump. Oh, so this is a oh, because Kane, Kane didn't trust people point. easily. Because you know the whole fire burning dead parents. But then, and I forget, I was looking at the notes for this. The corporation, Kane was in the corporation uh, and was very loyal to them. Even when they committed him to an insane asylum <laughs> and would only let him out if he rejoined them. <laughs> but then they got bored of him, betrayed him, and threw him out anyway. <laughs> so Kane associated himself with DX. But was on a bit of issues with Xbox. It was on again, off again thing, but. Corporation in an abusive relationship, basically, to Kane. Yeah. The abusive relationship. Oh. The giant hat. The tinky winky hat of doom <laughs> from Droz and Prince Albert. What's in that in reference to, Tom? Right then. That t shirt. Well, the Prince Albert is obviously uh, 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 piercing on your winkle. Um, but the t shirt. <laughs> He is wearing is for the WWF Hotel and Casino, right? What? I don't, I don't even now, know that. No, no, now the McMahons were looking to buy the Debbie Reynolds Hotel and Casino when it was up for Debbie sale. Debbie Reynolds had a hotel. I don't yeah, know. yeah, she had a oh, hotel and Debbie. casino, and they were going to buy Debbie. an entire. Oh, this is this this does not. Age that well. you. This does not age well. Um, and there's you can actually go onto YouTube and you can watch the proposal video they put together, which is computer generated images of a WWF hotel and casino complex. So they were like in the so so close to buying it, but they got cold feet on the fact that you know it's buying in Las Vegas. It's quite a risky move to do, and and uh, they eventually before the, the deal had signed, they pulled out of it. But they they were it was obviously close enough to being a thing that they had one of their guys walk out wearing a WWF hotel and casino T-shirt. Well, like never mind the UK scene right now. WWF was as close to world domination as they were ever going to get in 99. Oh, gosh. Let's yeah. buy a hotel in Las Vegas. Sure, we got the money. Could you imagine yeah. what that would look like now if they'd actually done it? It would just be... Yeah. It would it'd have been bought out by somebody by now, wouldn't it? Right. And D'Lo Brown versus... Oh, Christ. Yeah, this... Uh, I just Sorry, the penny just dropped there. Like This, this doesn't age particular... This isn't the match. 
Yes, but obviously, it's obviously a yeah, the, match. The, the version that uh, we all know about was never televised. Mm. It was pre-recorded on SmackDown. There's a lot of um, iconic moments from this SmackDown. We haven't mentioned it because it's, it's now been and gone, but that was the last time the Blue Blazer would wrestle in the WWF. That we've I have a proper match. Because you'd be around. He'd be around, around, but that was the last match he would have. Oh, okay. Um, and this is, I believe, the, the, the next time these two go one-on-one is... Uh, is slightly more memorable oh. for all the wrong reasons, Bloody which we'll hell. get to down the road. Um, I love Droz's gear. Big fan of Droz's gear. I just, it, it, it stands out. It was so weird to see Droz's career like built up via Beyond the Map. You know, and thinking, wow, this guy might go far. He can puke on command. I mean, that's all you need, really. And a running powerbomb from... Oh. Oh, God, makes... I'm really glad we decided to pick a ha- nice, oh. happy, upbeat episode of SmackDown to start this off. With. Oh, God, nothing but happy memories. Oh, it makes Jesus. me cringe. It makes me cringe. Uh, if you don't know why, then I envy you. Dealer Brown, still one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> oh, I regardless love Regardless of that. He was one of my favorites growing up, Dealer Brown was. I am desperate to get him on an episode of Desert Island Graps to talk about his three favorite matches of all time. Uh, but he's not responding to my DMs that I've slid into several he's, times. He's a cool guy, and he's a Liverpool FC fan. Is he really? Because yes. I met him in um, Orlando when he I was like, could I take a phone? He went, sure. And he was like, putting his phone away, and his, his, des- his desktop, sorry, his wallpaper on his phone was, <laughs> was Anfield. Get I went, away. What? I went, what the hell? He went, yeah, you know, I was, I was there, did the thing. and then uh, Dilo really got, I think he borrowed this from The Rock, the way of marketing your moves almost. So the same way The Rock would say, Rudy Pooh, and then not being a t-shirt the next week. Dilo Brown will go, oh, lads, are you ready for the Dilo leg drop? <laughs> How's yeah. that different to a normal leg drop, Dilo? I pose and dance before it. Oh, that's a cracking move, that is. And that's the sky high Me a lot. to set up the low down. And people get them mixed up because, well, why wouldn't you? You're getting sky yeah. high off the top rope. Somebody in the crowd has registered www.dlobrown.com. Oh, Tom Campbell's going to go on his phone now and see if that's I'm now going to look up if dlobrown.com is still a thing. dlobrown.com. I'm excited. Like coolio.com. I want this to be like a like a GeoCities site. <laughs> with Space a lot of gifts of Dilo Brown. <laughs> the Space Jam website, that's still around. Oh, it's a blog. I don't know why Ivory is Dilo Brown's manager. I've, I've missed that. I'm sure Jim could explain it to us, but... It's a, it looks like a blog of some kind about nothing to do with wrestling. One of the blogs start with, when Aww. your life is sad, do not be scared. When there is money, cease to laugh. Oh. When there is no money, hey, cease what? to laugh. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, wait a minute. It's big signals there. And who would have thought Prince Albert of all people would come back and get a push against Cena? <laughs> I know. Prince as Albert a, just kept on coming. As oh, look a at guy, this. Like, is, he, is he supposed to be Asian? Is he, what, what's the gimmick here? We don't really know. Won't explain it. Ah, he's a jobber. That is what wow, that's a hell, hell of a, a finisher, isn't it? That move got him booked in Japan. Oh, no one else did a ah! military press driver. It's a great a move. Sit out military press. It's you know, if you're a power guy, it's simple. Yeah. It's just a case of bringing that slightly. Oh, different... so you know how Bruce Beefcake's gimmick was? He beat a jobber and then he cut the hair afterwards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's 1999, Tom. Shaves hair, thing of the past. I'm gonna pierce you. If it dangles, I'm putting something <laughs> in it. If it dangles, something's going to tangle. Right. But don't worry, because out Mark comes... Henry! Oh, what a suit. A teal suit oh, Mark gonna, Henry. He's going to announce his retirement. <laughs> God, that's a hell of a dangerous bump to take. Friggin' Prince Albert had to hold that spike and then like land backwards to make sure that spike was nowhere <laughs> near him. Which do we prefer? Sort of teal suit or, or um, 
salmon suit to Mark Henry. Because they're both pretty solid No, suits. Don't, don't hug him, D-Lo. <laughs> Do never hug Mark Henry whilst wearing a suit. Never ends oh. well. Ivory just drops them both. So yeah. this was the I, I, Ivory's there like... Like me doing the podcast with Jack and Ross. Hi, guy, we're a team. <laughs> yeah, hello, you. This was um, this Aww. was Mark Henry's return, I do believe. I think he was away for a little bit. It must have been our. Because they, 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 they this this sort of begins their run as a tag team again. Because they then go on, they challenge uh, X Pac and Kane in a couple of weeks. That's right. King of the Ring. Next, he teamed up as far as he was ninety eight. I believe they had a tag title shot in a completely awful match. <laughs> Crikey. By crikey. Where did that come from? Not enough people say by crikey. And there are many people online. I'm sure Justin Henry was commentating with this. Well, as he'd bring it up. It's very surprising for many people that of all the Armstrongs to make it big, it was the guy with like the least amount of... Oh, compared to the other ones in the family. It's a bit like saying Bruce Hart is the one that made it. Right, that's how many people see it. But I'm like, you have no idea how popular Road Dog was from... Doing his hair like that and seeing a bunch of Snoop Dogg catchphrases. That's all you needed in 99. He knew the audience better. I find it funny how a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that a lot of these guys, okay, they weren't the best wrestlers, but they had charisma. Exactly. And and it's more than just being a wrestler, especially in 99, when the wrestling really is secondary to everything else. It's about having a, a character and a flavor and a whether you, you know, that, yeah. that sort of either I love you to bits or I want to kill you yeah. type. Type Sometimes attitude. in the same segment, Tom. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> and do you remember getting WF Attitude and thinking it was good because that entrance was... was Yeah, the fireworks in. Yeah. I loved how ropey the uh, the animation was in, on the entrance of Attitude. I feel like it was one person that did all the same, who basically reenacted everybody's entrance. But of course, you need to get the actual guys through their own entrance. Because otherwise you just get like a like a big sod like Draws trying to do Xbox yeah. kicks into the air. It doesn't look right. They were close to claim. They had the right idea, but So the first words Kane ever said on TV without the Ned oh. from South Park. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Because DX kind of had him around like Kid Rock had that little lad around on his gigs. It's like, hey, Kid, how you doing, man? <laughs> Which started the long-standing rumor of, oh, what's that thing called where people think they they remember something that didn't actually happen? Like the Berenstein Bears thing they call it. Oh, not the Streisand effect. Do you know what I'm referring to when people go, I thought this happened? He goes, yeah, we all thought Mandela this happened. Mandela effect. Mandela effect, The Streisand you. effect is when you... Uh, that's the other thing, right? <laughs> when, you, when you start singing Islands in the Stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Mandela effect of many people that there was at one point going to be, because Kane was affiliated with DX, he was going to come out in a green and black attire. It's never happened. There's never been any proof that this was a plan. It may be one of these things that were reported in the dirt sheets. Never happened, never on TV, but some people swear they saw it. Possibly because you can have, you can definitely set that in attitude. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's easy enough to. I'm, I'm sure it was an alternative costume yeah. on a on a on WWE WrestleMania 2000. I'm pretty sure it went red cane, green yeah. cane, black cane, Jim Ross. As <laughs> <laughs> you pressed right C. I suppose the WrestleMania 2000, which is completely different, it was red cane, green cane, blue cane, referee shirt cane. <laughs> oh yeah, they all had referee shirt canes, didn't they? They all had referee shirt Absolutely. alternative costumes. I loved that. Yeah. 
And then you then you then you get like a brother or your family member to to be the ref, and they be an absolute dick bag, yeah. and they just go one two three yeah. really quickly. Hated that. You're listening to the WrestleMania 2000 <laughs> Memories podcast, which we're just chatting about whilst watching SmackDown. Yeah. If you don't like the show, just we got two words. <laughs> God, Kane. <laughs> if you don't like the show, just buy WrestleMania 2000 and recreate, rebook it. <laughs> I made Hardcore Holly champion in WrestleMania 2000. Although you couldn't assign belt, I had a little notepad that kept track of all my wins and stuff. Yeah, I'm listening to Road Dog. I don't care. You can walk into any wrestling event anywhere in the world, start that. And people will join in at the end. But look at this. Billy Gundam join in at the end. What? He's, 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 he's like, no, we've got to win the match. We've got to focus. Billy Gunn's like, come on, mate. Let's, let's crack on. The story here. Mr. Ass is like, come on, guys. Get serious. The story here is that Road Dog is all like, hey, it's just me and my mate. Export, we're having a match. Tag tiles on the line. And Gunn's like, come on. We just got to fucking win. Yeah. Come on. So, wait a minute. What's happening with DX at this point? Because, wait a minute, yeah. I always have paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, so, the, so basically, <laughs> X-Pac and Kane are tag team champions. That's right. So this, this is basically going from my from my knowledge from back yeah. in today. So, X-Pac and Kane are tag team champions. Uh, they were sort of they were they were X-Pac had come to the rescue of Kane uh, from the corporation. So Kane was starting to learn to trust X-Pac. They were thrown into a tag title match. Oh, they won the flank. Um, and uh, so X-Pac is still in DX with Road Dog and Billy Gunn. But he's kind of got this sort of bit on the side with Kane. You yeah, know how that's got, what it is. You know how you got like your nucleus. You know the other week. Yeah. You know shoot the other week yeah. when uh, we were out and you were out with. I with your, said shoot the, shoot other, the week. other week when we were out the other week with your mates. Yeah. Right. IRL and I came along. I'm basically the Kane to your Xbox, and they're I the know, new exactly. age outlaws. And that it, sort of thing. And just like in real life, Tom, you <laughs> Billy Gunn hated me. Yeah. <laughs> God, I've had this situation before in the past where. Well, I'll get this friend to come along. I'll get my other friend to come along. They don't know each other, but they know me. It's a so risk. they'll get along just fine. No, they did not get along fine. It, it changes the dynamic. We all did in the end, to be fair. But it, all, but it, but it runs the risk of changing the dynamic of a friendship when you bring in a friend yeah. from somewhere else. Because, and also you find them because you're the one that's brought them in. You've got to work extra hard to make sure that everybody's placated. Everybody kind of yeah. gets their sh- you know? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, it is. It's, it's war, but you're right. It's it's a it's a it's a job. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Been getting this stuff in. So, the pay per view we're leading up to is Over the Edge '99. Like I said, a laugh a minute podcast. Oh speak, folks. man. Um, and one of the things that was very forgotten about, apart from the entire show, was the Billy Gunn Road Dog split up. And maybe because the show was basically scrubbed from the records until it went on the network in 2014. That they immediately went back and went, you know what? That that was a bad idea. Let's put Road Dog and Billy Gunn back together straight yeah. away. I may be jumping ahead a bit in spoilers, but but, yeah. but there's going to be a big gap here anyway. When we next do this next week, we're going to go all the way to August. Yeah, the net. Yeah, so basically, so what we're watching now is the pilot. So when we come back in August, all of that would have happened. Yeah, and Billy Gunn try to do the <laughs> flare flop. That was awful, Billy Gunn. Great maneuvering by the best pure athlete in WWF. Where's Jim Ross to go? Wow, you should see his vertical leap. I'm like, I don't want to see vertical leap. I want to see wrestling. <laughs> I've already vertical leap off a cliff. 
I mean, I like Billy Gunn now, but there was a time when he was just, oh, he, channel changing Billy. <laughs> Best pure athlete in the WWF, what are you talking about? Best pure athlete, yeah. What does everybody that even was mean? Pure, everybody was pure at this point, weren't they, Tom? <laughs> it, mean, it doesn't even mean anything, does it? Best pure athlete. Should have just like Bra think... Bracus was the best impure athlete. <laughs> oh god, he was a boy, wasn't he? God, it was like watching somebody walking around neck deep in toffee. <laughs> it was quite a sight. Mate, he had back knee, he had front knee, he had side <laughs> knee. Nearly had a bit of side boob as a result so, of so much back knee. Billy Gunn's punches were pretty cool though. Probably best pure athlete. Best this is but this is before they actually started hiring pure athletes. Like there was yeah, no you like, an was, athlete. I mean, right? You, I mean, this is the thing that I think everyone sort of harkens back to the day of the Attitude Era now, twenty years on, like big characters and big crowds and all this stuff. But like, what we have now is actually superior wrestling, like far yeah. superior. If you came to the party for characters and shenanigans, you are disappointed now because instead yeah. you've got five star wrestling every week. Yeah. Not five-star wrestling, but five-star uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, no, five-star TM wrestling. <laughs> it's why people say that they preferred the old days of UFC when it was basically fights you'd see on the streets outside of a <laughs> yeah, nightclub. It was just... It's like, yeah, there was a possibility of someone getting their head caved in. It's like, now it's like, oh, an yeah. angle lock. It was only sometimes they took their shoes off. Jiu-jitsu, what's that? <laughs> And also, like with stuff like this, when you watch it back, like we're like the stuff that we're reflecting on, we, we like watching stuff like this because it harkens back to a day when you know what we didn't have a lot of worry in the world when we were watching this. Yeah. I sat watching this with my brothers. I didn't have to sit there going, "Oh, have I paid the water bill?" I didn't have to sit there going, oh, "I need to fill out my tax return." And I didn't sit there thinking, "Oh, is uh, the landlady's coming around in a bit? I need to make sure that that stain in the carpet's gone." Like you right. didn't have those worries. You were like, "Oh, oh, oh, I better do my geography homework after this." Like that was, right. that was the biggest worry you had. Right when SmackDown was on, it was Saturday morning. My mum would make me popcorn. Would sit and watch this, and also my, my mum got a compliment to her. She realized, oh, these kids love their video games. They love their video games more and than... And I love plowing this new bloke. My, my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than they... Well, that was it. Now I think about it. I think it's a kid's little thing. Because they went, I want them to be good at school. So no more playing video games during the weekday. During the weekend, you can play it till your thumbs bleed for all I care. Because be, I'll be seeing... I'll be I'm seeing your, your boss. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that, was, that was true, though. This is mummy's special time. Yeah, this is put, put, watch SmackDown and make sure the volume's all the way up. I want you to hear every one of the Jim Johnston pseudo lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> sing along to Jesse James, sing along to Rock. And there's a sock on the door. Mommy's, I'll be getting jiggy with it <laughs> upstairs because it's 999. Time, special time with her friends. I'll be, I'll be practicing wrestling moves with this <laughs> Mr. Mr. Future Dad. <laughs> Where is he now? Don't know, don't care. Got WrestleMania 2000 out If you're of listening to this podcast, please get in touch. No, don't. <laughs> you're not having WrestleMania 2000, but that's mine. <laughs> I'll fight you. Anyway, this thrilling match. How tall is Billy Gunn? Nearly as tall as Kane. Yeah. It always surprises me when you see them stood next to each other. Oh, he is huge. Because now, obviously, everyone in WF was at, you know six foot five at birth, apparently. But then you see him at like AEW against indie guys. You're like, oh my God, Billy Gates <laughs> enormous. Because you don't appreciate how big everyone is. Even the ref's like seven foot. I think there's always an issue when, obviously, now he plays like a... Uh... Like a, the wow. Tony Guerrero of AEW, where he's wow. there just to break up fights, <laughs> when normally he's like a good foot and a bit taller than everybody else. Wait a minute, that was a low blow. Low blow and a famous Low blow right in front of the ref. Oh, I was dying by... Get the VAR. Had, he's had an off night, he has. He's had an off night. Well, the crowd's into this, by the way. This is... This is 
This feels like the 20 minute matches they have on Raw now because this has gone, what, five minutes? This is, yeah, this is the longest match of the night. This has got the most time. Right, here we go. Military press. Oh, shades of Prince Albert. Oh! Oh, no. Malfunction at the junction. <laughs> Gun knocked into by Road Dog. And Kane and Xbox still aren't friends. Technically, the referee should have counted that because everybody was in the ring at the same time. But that hasn't been relevant since oh, 88. Oh, is, is, is it Tony Guerrero? I, I feel bad. Normally, I used, to, I used to have a really good knowledge of my refs. Or is it Jimmy Corderas? I think it's Jimmy. Wait a minute. Jimmy Corderas? I believe that's Jimmy Corderas. Yeah, Corderas has had an off night. Like, he, let the, he let the Blue Blazer thing go. He just let them four just, just crack on. I think you'll find the Blue Blazer was the scheduled opponent for that night. Ah. He's just not good at ad-libbing. Oh. Shoe cam. <gasps> My God, that shirt. We had snakes Sean, instead of arms. Sean Stasiak left his camera in, <laughs> in the locker room again. <laughs> Why do you even bother taking that off, Austin? What were you doing before this? <laughs> Maybe it came loose. That's right, on UPN. This means something to the, the Americans watching this. It means nothing to us because it was... Oh, I guess it would. Because Sky had... So Sky 1 had SmackDown. Sky Sports had Raw. And Sunday Night Heat was on Channel 4. I'm not sure it was before that. But it wasn't then. And also, speaking of Sunday Night Heat, because of SmackDown taking over, that became, yeah, that became the new dad. Because <laughs> before this, the Sunday Night Heat was, I guess, technically the B show because they'd have storyline advancements and, you know, basically worked as a pre show on Raw. It's uh, kind of really weird when you think about it. Like, watch Sunday, Sunday Night Heat, and some stuff will kind of happen because Monday Night Raw is where it really happens. Look at the lemon scented oh. Doc Hendricks in the ring right now. You got to know when to hold him. <laughs> The man from Del Monte approves of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of great entrances and WrestleMania 2000, and Christian looked really worried there because it appeared that the the uppy downy thing stopped. Uppy downy thing. The lift. The uppy downy thing. Do you know what? I'm though? Matthew and I am conscious. Okay, right. How risky is it, right? Okay, so we're going to give you a fire entrance, right? But we're also going to give you really frilly cotton <laughs> shirts I mean, and a giant leather jacket. And if one you're giant flammable leather jacket. Like, I'm amazed they weren't more burns from the brood. Given how people still remember that entrance and the theme music and the stable, I think it was worth it. Did Third degree burns were worth this. Didn't Gangrel turn up at a Joey Janela show literally in the last few weeks? At, at Game Changer Wrestling, yes. He wrestled Orange Cassidy. Oh, my days. And that was the, the joke because Orange Cassidy's like, oh, no, I'm getting beat up, so you got to have this orange juice. But he went to Gangrel's corner and drank blood and was like... <laughs> Gangrel, who had the name from White Wolf, I believe, because it was their card game, Vampire the Masquerade or whatever, that it turned out... He, oh, they got into a bit of trouble when they had the gimmick battle royal in 2007. And he, Gangrel's here. And they were like, hang on. I know you haven't used Gangrel in ages, but it's still a trademark term. And then he found a... out that White Wolf had never trademarked it, so Gangrel was all right. Oh, you're kidding. All that free advertising they got. Yeah. They never... That was some, some people like, this is like their one hit wonder for White Wolf. Yeah, Gangrel the vampire. Uh -huh. Yeah, it would be going for 20 years. <laughs> Gangrel the character has died. Now this, right, this is this is quite the dichotomy here. Right, Gangrel, who has got fangs in, 
being asked to cut a long promo. He's not the best talker anyway. I think they actually right. a podcast of decimated poor Gangrel's promo skills. Yeah, it's it's like like I think this this almost runs this should right. You know when you get those you see that that sort of, that quote that says I'm currently sat in a meeting that should have been an email. This is a promo that should have been a vignette. Like, <laughs> it totally should have just been them in like a church going, "Hey, we're all weird and kooky, Adam's family." <laughs> like, and this is it, right? The best talker out of those three is mute. <laughs> the guy who goes on to be the best talker out of that entire ring is the one that doesn't talk. Yeah, but you can tell by the noise, the reaction, the edge. The women like, we don't care if you're a rambling idiot. God, look how hot you are. Yeah. You're like a horror Martha version of the dude from Scream. <laughs> there, that was. But it's just nonsense. Oh, no pop there. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Doesn't well, mean anything. Do, we're do, the brood and we're just going to be all broody and shit. Doc, doc, doc's <laughs> just there going, hit the closer, hit the closer. <laughs> Wash your Goose underwear. Bump. Goosebumps is on nerds. <laughs> It's a shame, Gangrel, the only guy, a vampire guy in history, did not do like a Bella Lugosi impression. I mean, listen to this. Doc Hendricks is burying the brute. It's nothing but a gimmick. Are you calling me a gimmick? <laughs> with fangs, with fake fangs in his mouth. Talking like the elephant man. <laughs> Are you calling me a gimmick? I'll let Gangrel take this one. <laughs> 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 Cut my lip again. <laughs> <laughs> but Gangrel was a shoot vampire. We're not a gimmick. We will now cover you in blood. <laughs> but, but he was the vampire warrior in ECW and other places in like 95. And then he shows up and he's another vampire. So I don't know if he just really loves being a vampire or they saw him and goes, God, that'd be great. Oh, so like which came first? No, nah, because he's. When have you seen one in like real interviews? And um, he's he's got the legit vampire teeth. Actually, I can't be. Right. I'm, I'm actually. Told I'm, I'm actually talking really, complete crap. There's no way he's got real. I'm really teeth. glad that he wore the lemon today oh. <laughs> for this reason only. God. Never happened to you when you're in the Freebirds. That's just a Wednesday night for Flair. Oh, I'm glad we had those two seconds. Oh, good old Kenner. I tell you what, Kevin Kelly's earned his money tonight. If he had a Fitbit on, he'd have all the steps. <laughs> I always like oh, it when you watch right, a guy yeah. run down to the ring and start to slow down a bit because <laughs> the momentum's carrying them too quickly. Hey, it's a steep ramp, job. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. They start <laughs> doing a little twinkle toes before they get to the bottom. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bang. The noise Sonic makes when you press like, so Shamrock tried to help out and save the day of the, during the Stephen Man wedding. That wasn't. Failed. And yeah, he just got beat up. <laughs> but he tried. He was born on the streets. He fought for space. He fought for space. Or someone had to. So, so that base, so was he in Star Trek? <laughs> or did he just need somewhere to park his car? I learned car? how to fight because some guy was talking crap about Picard. <laughs> fought for space. Fuck my car. See, the, the, the negative of this is Shamrock was a good wrestling promo. Sadly, he then tried to do those wrestling promos when he went back to UFC. Have you seen that one moment when... Uh, it, oh, was it the Tito Ortiz feud? 
and they're there doing the press conference. And, he, and he's there going, I'm going to beat you into a living death. And Tito pauses and then just laughs. <laughs> like, you really talk like that? I think we missed. Um, oh, and look, step. revenge. Oh. I'm sure then Tony Chimmel went, making his way to the ring, then realized he hadn't announced the start of the match yet. <laughs> so double back on himself. Oh. And nice of Bradshaw to have the UPN logo on his chest. <laughs> cross promotion there. It's nice. Somebody does do that, don't they? Oh, Christ, I, uh, Stevie Richards. Stevie doing Richards his does that. Gimmick. Yeah. Another See? thing Russo loved was the other guy dressing up as the other guy. So, Bradshaw. Future WWE <laughs> champion in the ring right yeah. now, and it's not Ken Shamrock. And it's funny that, like, the, the long-term story, Dylan, whatever, that he kept the acolyte lane. Like, the APA was the acolyte. Because he was an acolyte the Undertaker, but... By 2003 or whatever, he's like, we don't know about why are you an acolyte? The name doesn't fit, but it was I just part been, of the culture there. Have there been many other wrestlers that have just kept a peculiar name through time? Like, even though the name no longer makes Fits any sense. Good. Well, I mean, uh, well, Mike Gennetti kept his rocker's gear as in like 97. Yeah, yeah that's true. He did, didn't he? <laughs> it's a bit he? sad. Yeah he, kept, yeah, he kept that tick along, didn't he? I'm trying to think, there must have, I'm sure there oh, are. In, in Japan, uh, the rest of the Kitaro Kenmura. What was that? The what sun, the bloody hell was that? Sunset leg vine. <laughs> All right. Um, the rest of Kitaro Kenmura wrestled for the wing promotion, and he called himself Wing Kanemura. Well, that promotion died for real, but he was so loyal to them, he wrestled for FFW as Wing Kanemura. So he kept his name. Yeah. So they had to have this match was like, look, if you lose, you have to like get over Wing. Just get over it. He's like, no. He's like, no, if you lose, that's it. Change your name to anything else. <laughs> Can't so. Which is like, you know, Flair going to WF is. WCW Flair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's commitment to your art, yeah. that is. Johnny Impact. <laughs> Johnny Impact is the wing Kanemura of our generation. Oh, why, why can't we have Johnny Cultaholic? <laughs> hey, do you know what? We can make that. I'll, I'll drop my tweet. Johnny Cult. Yeah. If he ever does Desert Island Graps or Straight to Hell with Ross Fidel, uh, he will be Johnny Cultaholic. We'll yeah. insist on it. <laughs> wow. Pacho going head over tit. Two blokes, yeah. two blokes with their tops off. They've really got yeah. into the spirit of uh, this UPN special. They're saying dude, and they're saying it non-ironically because <laughs> it's 1999. I'm they excited. They're to crazy town after this. I'm excited to watch Ken Shamrock in Impact. I think by the time this goes out, he's been on. But have you seen him? Like, yeah. he, he looks like the moment he stopped wrestling for the WWE, he went onto the streets and just kept fighting. Like, he looks like he's been fighting for a year. <laughs> On the build-up to the Bellator show, we got the, the Gracie match, which completely unexpectedly ended a VAT. <laughs> Technical lockout. Because uh, he got hit low. Uh, yeah, they had the, these interviews with him, and he was basically like, it's me in a trailer uh, with food and a gun. And that was it. <laughs> he was literally Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon. That was his training. <laughs> Hell of an interesting guy. And so we're also very close to another... Genre-defining, life-changing stable. Oh, we are, aren't we? Which again shows you why WrestleMania 2000 came wrong at the right time to do their research. Because it wasn't for that, it would have been forgotten like by everybody. But we won't. I don't think we will see them because obviously this is in the run-up to the this. This is a network special, but then we don't get another SmackDown until August. Yeah. By which point, um, it was over. The, the 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 stable. Let's see if I can remember. Um, the Go on. You, okay, they had oh, their acronym. Down here. Then acronym. Um, the acronym was up yours, Vince, or up yours, wasn't it? It was. 
you've got the you've got the act. I can't remember. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to go with the the union for protecting your organization under. No, it's real... you have to think like an American. The union, aka union. Yes, that's right. You for union of people you ought to respect, uh... comma son. Up yours. <laughs> there you go. He won. He he won by um, rest hold with a bat. <laughs> he won with a rest hold from hell. No one ever wins with a rest hold. Obviously, it's a rest hold with a bat. So it's not any. It's like your common or garden rest hold. Not a common or garden rest hold. And here come the refs. Let's see how many we can name. There's, there's Teddy Long. There's who's that road agent? Is that Hebner? So we got Slaughter. It is Hebner. Oh, I love that. <laughs> They'll run away. Oh no! Oh, not Slaughter! Oh, no! He can't spell Slaughter without laughter. Ah! <laughs> oh, poor Slaughter. No USA for you. <laughs> see you in the gimmick battle royal, Matt. So Shamrock still an impact. JBL, oh, what is he doing nowadays in WWE? It's a good question. He just pops up every so often, doesn't he? Yeah. And does a bit of uh, commentary. Oh, we're in the boiler room. Kev's Kev's really getting the steps in those Fitbit. Yeah, uh, Foley would have the gimmick of the boiler room being his home because there was always a boiler room in every arena mm. apparently. But then I changed when he became the commissioner. Just became, oh, this is my my room. He'd just find a space, wouldn't he? He just find like a, just a space somewhere. I love that. Any place you could set up shop and you know sell some things and steal some things. And that was a look that stayed with him for years as well because that was when he was in the corporation. Yeah, they he just kind of kept it going. And I like, yeah, yeah. It worked for him. But then it's one of those weird ones when you try to explain to somebody who mankind is, and as he comes to the ring like a non wrestling yeah, yeah. fan, you go, oh uh, well. He used to be a, uh, a member of the corporation. Now he's not, but he still dresses like he is, kind of. Yeah, he's kept the look. Shame him, that looks different. Oh, there he is. Midian. This just Midian, just... Midian's down low on the card where he would be for the rest <laughs> of his career. God, he was bad. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I thought we were getting some stuff. Hang on, wasn't Boss Man in that room? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. He was in the boiler room. <laughs> then he was there. The teleporting and boss name's, man. And that was named still Big Boss Man, two words. Well, they couldn't fit big on the they title card, on the match card. So they had to let it go. Big, big uh, comes and goes. Like a WCW. Here much. comes the boss man, is he big? <laughs> I feel like we're, um, I feel like they've, they've overrun on this episode. Because this is live. Was this live? No, feels... it was... Oh, the pilot one. I couldn't find it. This one was... Uh... It feels like it's live because okay, I feel like we're sort of rushing through some bits here. First appeared on the, on the Raw set as a single TV special. Uh, officially debuted on UPN. Nah, it just says about the regular show would be recorded on Tuesdays and broadcast on Thursdays. Ah, fair enough. I just... it just This bit kind of feels like it, it rumbles along at quite a pace, yeah. you see. So I thought whether they'd... Uh, they badly timed it like the old old days of Monday Night Raw <laughs> when you'd have Hogan cutting a promo, then you'd have about 19 seconds for an Undertaker match. That yeah. did happen the once. Yeah. Big Boss Man was the Baron Corbin. 
of the corporation because he was on every week. He would get beat up, but he was always there to to, to join in the fun. And, Whoa, he, got a, and, like, he, and he got a title, um, a title chase, very similar to yeah. Baron Corbin. Oh, good, another that's, run that's, in. That's who was it? Oh, test. Who <laughs> the hell that was? Oh, hey. oh yeah, because they're feuding because you know, Das. Oh. See, they. Just... I was the bodyguard of the corporate. No, I was the bodyguard of the corporation. No, you were the bodyguard for Motley Crew. No, that was never <laughs> true. That is what. That's a Mandela effect, by the way. Everyone thinks that was actually true. I'm just checking my notes. Have we had a run in for every match, with the exception of the tag title match? Yes. Brilliant. Attitude it's era. 1999. We are partying like it's 1999. And if you don't believe me, it's 1999. There's a white guy wearing a FUBU top. <laughs> he looks pagged, ladies oh, and gentlemen. He looks creepy. Can you just choke some yourself, pal? <laughs> Why what? is he knackered? Here you go. He wrestled an hour ago. The referee will allow it. Is that Teddy Long in the referee? Yeah, Teddy's letting that go. Teddy Long. Teddy could have booked Long by name, long by nature. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Oh, it's the Mankind Togo. Yeah. That's Extra like, power. That's like what Simon got his face tattooed on his arm. So whenever he would do the pose, like he'd be there twice. I'd want a picture of him doing the pose and then with the tattoo on there yeah. and then of him doing the pose on there and it just goes on forever. And Macaulay Culkin can wear the shirt and then someone else can wear the shirt. Uh, Bye, Big Show. <laughs> oh, thanks for, thanks for wearing your sweats. <laughs> oh. I don't know why the camera needs to cut to Big Show leaving. Yeah, bye. And there's Big Show leaving, just in case you're worried whether he stays or not. He does leave. So it's probably the roar after this. We get the, the hey, us three guys hate the corporation. They're a stable. Hey, he found it. Oh, a camera cut. That's he the thing we, we more about. Not he found it in, in the one locker room that there is. Because The Rock was in there earlier. Shamrock was in there earlier. Oh, Billy Gunn can't go over the door. Oh. Billy Gunn's gear is in there. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the only locker room. Oh, lovely. Oh, I thought it was going to turn into the guy you just spat on. <laughs> yeah. Just see, hey, like, Kevin Kelly. She was see like a very young AJ Styles just wiping spit out of his face. Oh, he's he's going to wear the T-shirt to the ring. Okay. I think will sell itself. Didn't that happen at WrestleMania 15 because he forgot his jacket? Yeah. Yeah. He, we, we mislaid it. Weird thing about wrestlers forgetting things, leaving been, them somewhere. It's been, uh, uh, it's been top of the top steak of the houses. Little bit of a Steve wise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know hashtag a little bit of the bubbly was trending in the UK yes. last night, number one. I love that. I know this little because Barry, Barry Lard, who did the one where it was uh, when you see an arrow in the vending machine tweet, um, Lewis Capaldi retweeted it. Ah, oh, Barry Lard getting a cheeky retweet off Lewis Capaldi. It's a lovely time for wrestling. It's been a little time for wrestling. Wow. Triple H in China. They've got a tough challenge ahead of them. But don't worry. Triple Joey, the, the, the gas family, as Tom calls them. <laughs> Triple H is walking out to the ring with a bottle of water. He's like, he's had, he's had a drink. He's on the a ring apron. He's got his bottle of water and he's a bit sweaty. And he's just, it's almost, it's almost like there's a bit of this entrance missing that I need to, need to figure out at some yeah. point. Maybe it's a pose. It's the beta, Triple H. Maybe if I goz on people, maybe that'll, that'll get me over. Elaspiel lines for is their flu carbon. Yeah, all the, all the people who read and speak Latin, they're just like, what, what did you just call my mother? My name Poonam. I do remember one time Triple H had some Latin come up on his Titan Tron. And we were like, I wonder what that is. We were Googling, and somebody else had asked us on the message boards. So he clicked that, and we were like, what is it? 
and they tried to tra somebody tried to translate it um because they'd heard Latin and tried to do it in Spanish. <laughs> was oh, sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, great story ever. It's a nice but... story. It's a nice story. But the thing about this period was like if How? you watch the rest of it for the first time, I have to figure out who's the bad guy on the show? Who's the main guy? I don't know. How about the Lord of F in Darkness? <laughs> it's pretty obvious stuff, isn't it? With all these Someone's minions. got a Midian sign. They're not even spelled Midian right. So in Venice, though, it, I, sorry to interrupt you, Tom. I know, I know, I know my no, I Midian. Know. They did call a Midian very briefly With until two they eyes. changed it. Yeah. Uh, yes. With two eyes and the one eye. Oh. Right. Because, as we all know, you can only... Look at the empty seats. Jesus oh, Christ. They're all gone home. It's like <laughs> Smackdown. Another thing like Smackdown 2019. The 205 Live crowd here tonight by the looks of it. I'll tell you, one well, of the production people I met used to work on that said the, the code name for it backstage was 205 Leave. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh. And what was I talking about? Right. Whilst he does this, I'm just going to finish my steps for the hour. So oh, the Tom's been here. running around. I'm just going to go over here. He's been like the ultimate warrior. He's over here. He was over there now. He's over here. He's over there. The rock, the rock is uh, pacing. The rock is thinking. The rock is thinking of catchphrases he can put a t-shirt and sell. There we go. The Undertaker's like, why am I still here? Hold on, I asked the time off two years ago. <laughs> I'm having the worst matches of yeah. my career. How knackered is Undertaker at this point on the knackerometer? Well, he'd always be knackered for long periods of time until like they had an angle where, you know, Yokozuna sent him to heaven. Or, you know, oh, here's Kane to bury him alive again. And I like that. What a great way of just like, let's just wait. Yeah. Let's just wait. Where's the crowd's like, kids are like, mom, mom, where's Austin? Where's Austin? I'm sure he'll be here. Yeah, but you don't know that. You'll yeah. work for WWF.com, download this. <laughs> Do you reckon it was like, Austin was backstage going, oh, I better go out and help The Rock. And the guy's like, oh, hang on, Windows is doing an update. Hang on a sec. I can't line your music up just yet, bear with. Hang on, I'm, my beeper is going. <laughs> Hang on, my palm pilot's beep, gone beep, off. Me infrared has Let just me just gone finish off. this song on my, by my Walkman. Just trying to download it via WAP for you. Hang on a sec. Oof. Big off there by Tom. Big off from the WAP mention. Uh, Undertaker versus Steve Austin. Something that they tried joking about on uh, Nitro one time. Kevin Nash was dressed as the Grand Wizard of Wrestling and did the old Johnny Carson bit where he put an envelope Next to a thing and goes like twelve thousand three hundred ninety and goes the amount of time Steve Austin take over each other on TV <laughs> this year still drew more money than WCW. I was going to say yeah, yeah that, at that point for Smack for uh, WCW to be insulting WWF was like uh. it was the never ending story there wasn't it like Austin and Undertaker around this time they just kept finding yeah. each other they and did with matches that yeah. were just dim with diminishing returns each time. Each yeah. man would get a little bit more knackered each time. <laughs> yeah, the best match they ever had was SummerSlam 98, and Austin got knocked out about two minutes into it. Yeah, that was it. And he was raging backstage, wasn't he? He was raging. Yeah, and I think a lot... Sorry, Steve Austin liked a good old rage now and again. Like when Bossman missed his cue at Survivor Series 98. He was not a happy boy. Triple H versus Austin. So is this a, no? This isn't the first. Of course, it's not. I'm being an idiot because they wrestled like loads in '97 and '96. Yeah, well, when again, Triple H wasn't a thing. When, uh, but this this was uh, the same year that Austin declined to put over Triple H at SummerSlam '99 because he believed he was not ready for it. Mm. And you know, people go, "Oh, Steve Austin was a uh, political and all that." To be fair, 
yeah, Triple H getting the win at Austin at SummerSlam was something he was way, way underqualified for. Everybody but who's... as soon as... Says, as soon as he did the Stephanie McMahon angle, that was it. Triple H was on the way yeah. to the main event scene. Everybody no gives grief because of hindsight. Where they go, I can't believe he didn't put over Triple H. He's the best. Yeah, but at that point he wasn't. He was this. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have bought this Triple H's champion. Right. It would have been... What would the Monday equivalent have been? It would have been... Uh, who's a champion? Seth Rollins. Let's see. He's, he's, let's say Steve Austin. God. Oh, I feel he sad is. now, Tom. I already hate my own, my own <laughs> analogy comparison. All right. Okay. Okay. If be... he put over in SummerSlam main Bob... event, he put over. I think the mid card. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Now, now I'm not. Uh, I love Bobby Roode, but is he is he ready to be a competitive main eventer? No. No, he's not. In but short... that's not his fault. That's down to booking. In short, no. In mm. long. No. <laughs> and the Rock and Triple H, I think these guys will have a match or two in there. Actually, yeah, Bobby Roode is We'll have example. to find out on the next week's podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Because that, that, is, that is what we have to get oh, down Oh, God, no, Triple H. Tag. Don't have Undertaker versus The Rock. People oh, had, my God. People had minus chemistry with each other consistently. They really didn't click, did they? Let's see. What Why awful... do you think that is? I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a bit the of a... The crappy DDT! <laughs> I think it was the the Rock Undertaker at King of the Ring. Yeah, that was one. Well, we, we'll talk, I'll talk about it because we won't get to talk about it anyway. But um, we watched um, we watched that one and me and my brother, I think it was Mike or Jim, one of the two, maybe both of us, we counted the amount of moves Undertaker did. And one of the moves the, out of the three he did was that DDT. <laughs> So he was that was that was like proper I am dear god please give me a holiday mm -hmm. undertaker I am ready to have a holiday now Did you count the moves that rock did and did you count the Evian spit to the face as one of them <laughs> That was one move Talking on the mic talking on the commentary commentary mic was another move as well Round and round we go Oh is it stop no one knows There we go So it's not too bad here but they're just, but like in. Yeah, this in, is a SmackDown tag match. It's not. Yeah. Like the end of the tag team match, player. SmackDown would be synonymous for its main event tag team matches. <laughs> it's just, it's booking 101, isn't it? Two guys who hate each other, another two guys that hate each other. It's probably yeah. a tag team job done, box ticked. I mean, it was an easy way of getting people sorted out with long term feuds and that we're having all these stables running around. Well, it's these two guys from the baddies <laughs> taking on these two guys from the goodies. Goody, goody, yum, it. yum. Just the pop, the rock bottom, yeah. nearly hitting the rock bottom. Just would teasing get. it. Just putting that arm. The good leg, the good leg, the good leg. The good leg. The middle finger and the good leg. The middle finger makes it stronger. Oh, here we go. Here's WCW Nitro at it, its it, finest. It's all 200 members of the corporate <laughs> ministry. The lads on tour. <laughs> it's the lads on tour. Wait a minute. Here come a group of... Unconnected baby faces, <laughs> like they've they've come together against a, a corporate entity. It's <laughs> like they've unionized or something. Some kind of union has been formed. A, here. a, a, a gathering. <laughs> they are a union. They're calling themselves Equity. They're united. <laughs> yeah, the union against the corporation. I mean, really? 
Easy money. Easy money. Only Alan... Vince McMahon would, would book a union against corporation. Obviously, the union loses. <laughs> of course they do. The union loses and they fizzle out. <laughs> they got greedy. David Starr should be the head of the union. Oh, hey. They bring that back. Hey, oh. Jess Ventura tried to do a union in the 80s. Did, 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 they, did they just... Did he just... There was probably a joke there that was supposed to go along with that, but I just thought I'd suck all the air out of the room. Oy! Because here comes Vince and Shane. Now the union stopped, I'm coming back. Oh! <laughs> I'm stronger than a union. Daddy punch. <laughs> Dirter punch. Breaking the unions like he did in the 20s. <laughs> breaking up oh. the unions like he's Jesse Ventura. Oh! oh! Unprotected chair shirt. He hit him so hard. Jesus. When he woke up, he went, you know what? I've got an idea for a football league. <laughs> that chair shot is directly responsible for XFL. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Jeez. Clattered him. And so it's like, oh, no, I'll be losing to Al Snow next week because of that. <laughs> Oh, I wish we'd seen it undertake a demotion. That would have been wonderful. You. So, I feel like here somebody's me. sort of forgotten the next spot. Because there's a long old pause. No, he's really selling that. Oh. Go. That's where the cut. Look at the pop. Good God. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> you like that? Damn you, Shane, that's your father. Da, da, who just da, smacked da, da. you in the face. Oh. Go on, Austin. Oh, I love a good stunner party at the end of a TV Whoa. show. Yeah, they stole this from WCPW. <laughs> yeah. I presume Shane had taken a stunner at this point. He had, yes. Of course he had. I think he was the one who perfected the getting the, the beer spit. Yes, he did, didn't he? The trick to a good stunner is getting your feet right out from underneath you and landing flat on your bum. As a stunner expert myself these days, I can report this. We may leak video of that one day. <laughs> Hi, it's Brennan D. It's a shame whoever shot that shot like Cloverfield. I do apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I got some more footage from it. Yeah. It's much clearer footage, which is nice. Oh, lovely. But this, oh. this, this is what this era was. You'd see, it was, like, we go see a band. Yeah. You're there to see the headliner. But you don't mind if there's a good, you know, support band. Some good or two. undercard guff. Right. The MC is on form that yeah. day. Austin, stunning people. Hopefully McMahon if you're lucky. Having a cheeky pint. I'm waiting for it to all black. Someone brought a Luna Vachon sign there. <laughs> nice of them. See, and they continue this whole thing of Vince and Austin aren't mates. They're not mates. They have you. They have similar enemies, but they're not mates. And then we go off the air with Austin having all the beers and Vince looking sad. Yeah. And that concludes our pilot episode of <laughs> WWF SmackDown. It would obviously be successful because we are sat here today about oh, to embark. Spoilers, Tom. Spoilers. About to embark on a journey. Over 20 years of, of Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, SmackDowns. That's right, Tom. Sorry for the roughness of this one. I what do you mean? It was brilliant. I, I got the mis uh, miscommunication. I thought it was going to be a watch long. Next part, week, it'll part be a lot me, more abridged. Part of me, like like in terms of like like real life admin on the podcast, okay. part of me thinks we should just do it like this every week oh, okay, anyway. We'll leave it to you. Tweet at Matthew Gregg or at Tom Campbell. Yeah. Should we do it like that every week? Just to yeah. give it just just for a bit of fun. Because I feel yeah. like we got a lot, of, you know, I mean, expect a lot of jokes about No Mercy, 
the video game for the for the N64 and other things. And more jokes about the guy that used to plow my dad. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom. Oh, no. Oh, that is no. another story oh, no. for another time. Okay, I'm going to tell you about him. <laughs> he is at Matthew Gregg. I am at Tom Campbell. This has been your Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. We will speak to you next week. Sorry, Dad. I love you, bye. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 